The Gaming Redefined Podcast is brought to you by The Deck Box. Hello, everybody. It's been a really long time. So what you're about to hear is what could only be called a lost episode of the Gaming Redefined podcast. You see, we just recorded what we know to be episode 13. And as I was going to mix episode 13, this has been, what, eight months since the last one, since episode 11 was aired, uh, we didn't know what to call it. It's actually brought up at the very beginning of the episode. So we, I took a look through my file, saw that it was episode 13, or I'm sorry, that we had 12 episodes and assumed 13 was the number, which it is. Uh, but then, unbeknownst to me, during the course of mixing, while I was getting everything ready and uh, getting ready to upload it to uh, the web, I saw that we only have episode 11 up, which is the last one featuring Aaron. We had a 12th episode that we recorded just after episode 11, and for reasons unknown currently, we never released it. Um, so that's what you're going to, to hear now. Uh, you're going to hear the unreleased episode 12. This uh, took place probably the first or second week of August is when it uh, happened. And it mostly recounts our tales from Gen Con because we had gone to Gen Con. So, yeah, that is what this is. We are, uh, again, as I said before, we finished up episode 13. It is uh, almost ready to go and will be released really soon. I, I, I may try to release it. Uh, directly after this one. I have a little more mixing to do. Another fun fact, I was much better at mixing stuff uh, when I released episode, or when we didn't release episode 12. So when I we went to do episode 13, eight months later, not as good at it. So I have to kind of relearn that. It's been a little while. Uh, a bit rusty, as it were. So yeah, anyways, uh, without further ado, the lost episode, which I think is exactly what I'm going to name it, if I'm being honest. So y'all enjoy. Talk, Will, talk. Jesus it's like, why are you talking, Morris? <laughs> talking, no, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually told to not talk. Talking uh, is talking's good, particularly whenever you are in a podcast. Exactly. It's kind of necessary. It's, it's a little necessary. Can like, I, I, I not just sleep through this? I think it's a lot necessary. You can totally sleep through this podcast if you want. We'll just, okay, cool. We'll just uh, enact voices. <laughs> I mean, say <laughs> it, Sarah. We'll do sound bits. Yeah, we'll sound, yeah, well, I'll just record it. I'll have it take a, a previous podcast where you said stuff. And I'll just insert that into various places. <laughs> to be fair, most of yeah. our guests, whenever they're the fourth person, say like two sentences the whole time. That's probably true. Remember that ridiculous, like, oh, nine person was, one that we did? That or, was absurd. Yeah. Uh, what was that episode we'd, five? We'd organize. Yeah, somewhere around there. It was, it was a, while, a while back. So anyways, uh, welcome to episode 12 of the Gaming Redefined podcast. Uh, so uh, we'll go around the room. Uh, it's, a, it's, a different, different, it's a different world than what it used to be. It did. So um, I'm Brent. I'm, one of the, uh, I'm part of the ownership here. And then go around the table. Nugget, I'm uh, the other part of the ownership here. Hey. No, I'm Will, there before. I'm the new acting manager of the deck box. He's so. only acting, though. Hey. So I'm the management now. Exactly, the, the new manager. Oh, God. I say acting manager, you're the manager. <laughs> I mean, you were also acting as the manager, exactly. but. Exactly. Not wrong. And I'm Sarah. Uh, I'm the fourth wheel tonight. And Brent's wife. <laughs> like the fifth beetle? <laughs> yeah, I'm the fifth beetle. Are you Ringo? That, that would be the fourth God. beetle nugget. Oh. <laughs> I thought you didn't count. Like, people, people like, they were a trio. Yeah, it's a trio and Ringo. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ringo. 
Or, or the, uh, Hang on. the the one with Kiss, the one with Star that nobody liked. Oh. No. Oh. I don't know. Where I hope you're not listening. <laughs> oh, poor I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm going to get a phone call, Nugget. <laughs> I thought we went over this, Nugget. <laughs> I should know this. I showed I you flashcards. I know it's the one with the star Paul Stanley, like the lead singer. I thought it was Gene Simmons. Not Gene Simmons. Yeah, I mean, Gene Simmons is yeah. the other singer, yeah. but he, I, he, was just, he wasn't the star man. Starman was Paul Stanley. The drummer of the Cat Whiskers. Yeah, yeah, that oh, was. Uh, yeah, Peter. yeah, exactly. That's I don't the know same if that was actually. I Peter Chris, one of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, cat Whiskers. Uh, <laughs> you got I think that was Ace Freely. But I don't know. I'm not sure. That sounds right. No, because he was a guitarist. He was the other guitarist. So it was Peter Chris. That also sounds. Like yeah, no, it was Peter Chris because he was the he was the cat. Well, yeah. all you say is means nothing to me. It's been a really long time. Kiss I was, was never a big weird, Kiss fan. So. Kiss was this weird thing my mom made me listen to. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Like all like seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties music, I was like basically locked in the car and forced to listen to. Like the first like fifteen years of my life by my dad and my mom respectively. That, that was only five years ago, fam. Yeah. <laughs> Zing! I, I, I that, was, that was seven years ago. Oh, seven years ago. I'm so sorry. I, I, I forget how young you and are. And it was the age of 10 to 15. This wasn't like, oh, hey, for one month we're going to torture you with all music. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Funny that you talk about getting locked in the car and forced to listen to that music. My, my introduction to music was The Cars, which I would also listen Aww. to in a car. Not to mention we got forced to lock, or lock in a car for seven hours to listen to somebody else's music. And I look glaring at Will. You enjoy I'm glaring music. at you. My music? Yeah. Oh, man, was that bad? Uh, Pentatonix makes me want to throw myself off a bridge. So, you enjoyed my You enjoyed it. Oh, I did. To, I was unaware. To add context to this conversation, uh, the four of us were just... The, the reason the four of us are doing this podcast is the four of us were just recently trapped in a car for multiple hours and forced to listen to each other's music while we all drove to Gen Con, which we have just come back from. It was awful. The music was awful. great. I had a blast. I got to drive a bunch. Got to jam out for a long time. It was great. I it, slept and played Zelda in the backseat. Got great. to uh, force people. One of my favorite things is to make people listen to my music. So they're like, oh hey, so you are actually messed up. That's a, uh, it's a, <laughs> like you have actual yeah. problems. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, you can't complain about vindicated. your parents. <laughs> <laughs> We've been vindicated. And you, you enjoyed my music. For the most part, yeah. That was all fine. So nothing, nothing uh, stood out as as ridiculously terrible. I, mean, I had so. to turn it up to like except 40. for the one gas station that had discount stuff that wasn't priced correctly. I'm still sad about that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so uh, turkey jerky. Se- segways, segways are not our strong suit. So we have jumped from music. And right into other uh, things that have happened. Well, you said that everything was funky dory. That was the only I was thing re- I was. I was referring to the, the music choices oh. on that. Oh, I had a great time at the gas station. That's fine. <laughs> sure Wait, did. Did, you, did the gas station you sat outside and smoked? I mean, that's all of the gas stations. <laughs> right. So literally, <laughs> that, that was the one who came inside when he was supposed to be washing the car. Oh yeah, that's right. I left the car running and I told you yeah. to lock the car. And you're like, oh, it's not going to reach. You have to turn it off. I was like, I did turn it off. I'm not a monster. <laughs> So yeah, we were stuck in a hotel room as well together for the music months. there was just as bad. <laughs> actually, I got to watch Breath of the Wild. What's funny is I hadn't watched it play a lot, and it was a lot of fun. I actually oh, enjoyed that. Breath of the Wild is an incredible game. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. It's I got to see Brent die a couple times. Uh, a couple times, he says. Yeah, was, died um, constantly. And in the most dramatic ways possible, oh, he just kind of like rolls down the hill for like an hour and a half. The one that got me was the one you turn around and one of those giant skeleton things that come yeah. back like just one shot you. Like, oh. They pretty much do. 
the bastards. I like whenever you get caught on fire. That was fun. Did you did you play any of it at all? I haven't yet. Aww. I need to. I'll I'll happily bring it in and let you play it for a bit. We'll have to set it up on the yeah, TV. Absolutely. Yeah. The full you have the full setup. Can you, is it like show my age a little bit? Is it where you can have multiple saves? Or is it just like one I mean you can like as long as you don't do something ridiculously crazy to advance the game, then it's not really a big deal, but you can save multiple times. Okay. If you need to. Yeah, because it is a free or minute score. So you could yeah. start a new profile with a separate save. I assume it's I think you can. I'll have to look. Oh, like, uh, it's all the games you could do that. Do you use any of switch? Let's see. Let's see. So just, yeah, just make a new profile on his switch. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you can probably just do that. Yeah. Or I could bring in my switch. Also true. Anyway. Cool. Back on topic. Yep. Gen Con was a blast. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got to meet a bunch of cool people. That apparently we know people in the industry. It's like you always like we always talk about, and I it, don't. It's funny, yeah. We got to this like weird flex moment where our new manager got to meet all the people we'd known for years, and happened to be kind of bigger names in the Magic card gaming community. So it was kind yeah, of cool. it was super strange. And like I met a bunch of judges that were like, "Oh yeah, I've done like over a hundred GPs in the past like two years." I'm like, "What? Do yeah. those, do those numbers work?" Those like, judges life for me. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. oh yes. Got to discuss the judge academy with people. That was actually pretty fun. Cause no offense, but like discussing oh, yeah. with the full time judges. Yeah. It's, it's a different. And like, you get mixed reviews. Like it's a. It seems to be like sixty forty. Uh, so for the most part, like it, from like all the conversations I had about it, it looks to be a mostly positive. Like yeah. everybody's using like, oh yeah, no, the judge academy is a good thing. Yeah, they're all like they're a little nitpicky with like details. And like how things are actually gonna turn out, but in most parts, just like it's a good idea and it's a wait and see thing. I think my favorite part is nobody's blinking an eye at the dues. Like, yeah, no, membership dues are like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it's fine, makes sense. <laughs> okay, good, I'm glad. I mean, well, so like, yeah, because they're, from my understanding, they're actually getting a wage depending on what state and country you're in. Yeah. And like, and they're making promos accessible for all judges, provided they keep their. Set, they they their, get sent to you, from my understanding, yep. right? Like that's well, insane. Four times a year. That's so good. Uh, that's way better. Yeah, and, like, you get a live with, and they're talking about working on getting insurance, <coughs> depending on, like, the state and country and, like, the laws of the country. They're talking about giving judges insurance, which is insane. Yep. It sounds like being a judge full-time is a thing now. It could be, like, a, a job, like, yeah, an actual career. it becomes a thing. Uh, it's just getting started is a little harder. But Gen Con's, like, that weird, I think it's, Gen Con, I think we have, like, one more Magic Fest, or, like, two. We have one more, more in September. Before judge before the Judge Academy comes, like, full, like, full. Oh, no, they, we have... One overseas, then it goes live in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have like October. one or two more events where we have like this, the old school version of judging. Yeah. And yeah, it looks pretty good. And like it lets judges and it encourages judges to like broaden their horizons. And there's a real like, like you said, uh, like you were saying at the con, if there's a real like push to get better at judging. Yeah. Like there are a huge amount of incentives. Yeah, you, can't, you can't just stay at L1. Like yeah. if you're at L1, you have to try to pursue L2. You have to take oh, classes. Well, so from, I read, uh, I went back <laughs> over the AMA and it doesn't look like it's a have to, but it looks like it's a Recommended. strongly encouraged. Yeah. Which will turn into a have to when they launch. I'm, I'm I mean, eventually. Like it just depends on the community's mentality towards it. It's really interesting that y'all are talking about things that are mostly positive coming from the judging community that was at Gen Con, because if you took a look at it only from, like, social media, it's completely hated, because it's the company itself is a for-profit rather than a non-profit, and so they're just worried about what's going to happen regarding that. But the thing that I, was, I wondered about it the whole time I was reading it was, are the people that were talking about this 
people that are just chiming in on social media, or are these people that are actually going to be like in the trenches? You know, yeah, yeah, the other ones yeah. that are actually going to be affected. So, from the most part, what I read, especially in the Ask Me Anything, I've read it for the Judge Academy staff, mm-hmm. like the people who are making the Judge Academy, where like it was just people chiming in that you like half of them have admitted, I have no like dog in the spite. I'm just gonna <laughs> do the thing, and yeah. like, I'm just gonna be like, hey, random amount of questions, because it was just the classic, the magic community being the over-analytical people that they are, because that's just kind of sort of our thing. That, you sure? I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't think no, magic players analyze anything. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of sort of our thing, and so it was just like, I, I really did feel for the Judge Academy people, because I understand that there are benefits and uh, there are pros and cons to being a for-profit and being a non-profit, and mm-hmm. it feels like, through their like argument when I read that they're being a for-profit is like just easier for like everything. Like It sounds like you got to jump through a bunch of hoops to be a non-profit. Yeah, there's and, a lot more. And pay your employees. Yeah. And it sounds like they have actual restrictions on what they can do and where they can go as a non-profit mm-hmm. as opposed to being a for-profit. It's like, it's just a company. Like, they're just here to make money. They're just here to do their thing. They have these employees. They have these temporary employees. Mm-hmm. But now these employees are getting just desserts, like what they should have, yeah. as like, opposed to, here's some promos and product, hope you can sell it. Yeah, before, <laughs> before it was basically wizards hiring a, getting a free workforce, which they printed their own money to pay. <laughs> 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 oh my god, it's like, it's like the coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> How was, much did you bring us today? <laughs> this much. It was okay. Weird, it was weirdly close. That's sure. the tip by part. And the thing that gets me about it is the the one argument I kept seeing over and over and over again was that they were what's to say that they're not going to just take large chunks of this and it not go back into the community, but that, the one thing I kept not seeing was the acknowledgement that five, that five hundred three Cs or any other kind of nonprofit can do the exact same thing. Like nonprofits don't non profits aren't just volunteer based. A lot of them have staff, particularly like on the on the upper ends of it. You know, they they've got like uh, and they're not necessarily not really CEOs, but they've got people that like function in that role. Those people take a wage a lot of the time. Yeah. And so you could be a a nonprofit, a be a you know five hundred three C or whatever, and still end up in that same situation. And I just feel like if they had come across on that question and said we're a nonprofit. There would have been people going, okay, well, what's their pay style going to be like for your people that are like, you know, ranking members? Like, is they going to take any money? Are they going to be volunteers? And if so, what are they? What's their pay going to look like? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's a sort of transparency to it, but they've talked about trying to be as transparent as they could, anyways. And I, I don't know. I just I feel like there there's always going to be something to argue about. That was just the line that they stopped on. You could put a hundred dollar bill in a magic pack. Yeah, and, and people, people would complain about the way it's folded. Exactly. Yeah. And like, but yeah, just being for profit sounds like it's easier. Just as like as far as like laws and like all the <coughs> weird regulations you have. To yeah, there's some, there's oh. a lot of regulations for nonprofits. Yeah, it um, just feels like I... it's easier. And they have been, uh, to be fair, uh, like props, props to Watsi and props to the people making like Judge Academy. They've been pretty transparent. And like Watsi being like, all right, yeah, questions done. come in, answers come out. Like <clears throat> yeah. there's been like, let me get back to you. No, it's let me answer this. And yeah. as far as like answers to the big problem that people that especially like competitive and like uh, game store people have always had about judges and like how they're basically treated not very well in any way, shape, or form. And just, Judge Academy was a very good answer. Yeah. And like, it, it was damn near best. Like, it was as good as we could hope for. And, and shout out to Aerosmith from Gen Con. I'm pretty sure he was the, one of the head judges there. Yeah. Man, he ran all... Man, it's loud, and um, you have to be with that many people. There was so uh, many people in that game. Dude, he was ran into the ground, too. He was running oh, yeah. around yeah, all four days, just running around doing things. Yeah, he was... 
Yeah, he was an all-star there. I, I don't think I went into the gaming hall and, and without seeing him. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> there the whole time. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. God. And yeah. I don't even know him. I was just like, hey, there's that guy again. <laughs> Man, he's here a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was basically living in that in that hall that weekend. Mm-hmm. I like that we could just like, that all the judges just like, yeah, no, his last name's actually Eric Smith. Yeah. And like you read it, his, it's not his nickname. He just didn't pick it up. That's his name. He, he's one of the loudest and most efficient judges I know. So. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I didn't yeah, he's, he's awesome. He seemed pretty chill. Uh, so going back into the remainder of it, we had the, we had commander previews. That was, that was really cool. We yeah. See some stuff like the organization part of it, Ooh. like drove me nuts the whole time. I went up there going, I'm so super excited to see like all these previews, thinking that they're gonna be like panel style stuff, and I'm sure they were. I just have no idea where. And then um, <laughs> like uh, all four members of the rules committee, they're gonna be playing EDH. I'm like, I'm sure they were. I have no idea where. <clears throat> yeah, that was a hell. Big line. That was a long line. Yeah, race. like, I don't know how hard it would have been to just put up a sign that said, hey, you looking for this stuff? Check out this room over here on this side of the hall or yeah. something. I didn't know where they were playing until we got back and I saw Sheldon Memory's Facebook post. Oh, no. <laughs> where That's were they funny. playing? They were playing in the game dealer hall. They yeah. they'd borrowed somebody, like, part of somebody's booth where they were setting up with just their table. Are you serious? That would have yeah. been so easy to find. Had a known to look oh, for it. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, a, a heads up. Anywhere, post social media, literally anywhere, like Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, even. I'll take whatever. No, just nothing. Oh. Yeah. We just, and then, like, yeah, and then all the lines for the panels, ah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that was a bit extreme. Yeah, and I've like, seen some lines. And they weren't. Dragon yeah, Dragon Gun lines would go around blocks, like city blocks and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, we're used to looking at that. You could tell those people had shown up like two hours ago and had just been standing in the same spot since then. <laughs> Just stare you down as you get close, like, you better not pass me. <laughs> and then, like, we just, in line. <laughs> like, we saw, uh, like, we saw a line for, we saw one of the dudes holding, like, the signs, like, the line ends here. We are like, is this for customer service? He's like, no, it's a panel. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what panel is that? What panel is Gen Con? It's, like, the, the dude that won, like, that had the high score in Donkey Kong, which apparently, who apparently got, like, disqualified or something. Yeah, there's, like, big rig and roll for that. What? Yeah. Oh, sorry. so there was controversy with Yeah, there was a bunch of controversy, and he's, we like, never saw that by the, the that meeting or something. You guys did cool. not he was like, tell me. I just, I just read about this, like, two oh. hours ago. Some kind of doping scandal or something. <laughs> it, it's kind of, well, not the same as doping, but I don't think anything, like, I'm pretty sure it's the exact that. same thing as doping. <laughs> How do you dope in, like, professional video? Adderall? It was, it was something about using, like, his best friend's son's cat, uh, case for the, the, like, the Guinness record. But his son actually got the record, not him. He had been a contender the whole time. Like, it was very convoluted how he got his Guinness title. Mm. I mean, Guinness titles are kind of, like, <clears throat> nonsense to begin with. They are very, they are very not consistent. Lexa, All you gotta do is find the record that's never been attempted because no one's ever thought of it, and then you can be the record holder of that. There's a planking for 12 hours record. Uh-huh. Yeah, jeez. Uh, I'm just gonna do it for 12 hours and 30 minutes. Cool. Yeah. Luck. I'm just gonna lay there for a while. Have you ever planked? No, nor do I plan to. <laughs> you just think you're gonna do it for 12 hours and 30 minutes? I'm ready. I'm, just, I'm like an event. No, I'm not. <laughs> I will <laughs> plank for 12 seconds. You expect me to stay awake that long? <laughs> <laughs> So what about the events that you guys played in? So we tried to get our way to the Cube for Keeps, but you had to win one of the eight different events. Qualifying events, yeah. Was it yeah. three Modern Horizons sealed? No, there was, it was one of each. There was a 
modernizing sealed, a modern event, a standard event. Then on day two, there was a core 2020 sealed, modern, standard, and then there was two. What was the, there was two more. Was the sealed on? Was the cube on day four or day three? Day three. It was on Sunday. So it was at the end of day three, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what that's what I figured. But uh, you had to top. You had to win one of those events to get your seat in. Because there was only eight seats for the actual right. cube. Yeah, and, and you had to win. You cube drafted a legacy cube. A MTO legacy. MTGO cube. legacy cube for keeps. Right. And then first place got a legendary booster box. A yeah, booster box of English legends. legends booster box seal uh, and a invitation to the myth, next mythic championship. Yep. Yeah. Remember that? I mean, second place wasn't bad. Uh, second place was... <laughs> it's like a, it was 32 like a dozen Jack's Donuts. and Yeah, it was 32 Ultimate Masters box toppers. Packs. Yeah. And then a bunch of prize tickets. It was Yeah, the prize tickets. Okay. And then third and fourth were 16 Ultimate Masters? Six. They had to split a, bo- a dozen Jack's Donuts. <laughs> so I've never seen God. EV, like the prize wall at that show. Oh, it was insane. So one prize ticket got you a standard booster pack. It was insane. Yeah, like you turned in 36 packs to get a booster box. That yeah. was pretty sweet. Like, like 36, I, uh, 36 tickets for a booster box. So Will and I played in one event, which was the Modern Horizon Sealed, and I went 4-1. You had to 5-0 to make top 8, which was just absurd. I mean... Um, yeah, but I went four one and walked away with two booster boxes of material. I mean, we ended it ended up having like a hundred plus people, right? Yeah, we had like a lot, no lot of people, yeah. twelve something like that. I think it was like one seventy. It was something. It was a huge oh, number. Okay. And then, like, yeah, I went two and three, and I mean, I walked away with some packs. Like, I got more prize tickets than I ever thought I was gonna get. <laughs> but to be fair, so like, I played against my own deck the first two times. <laughs> Which felt real, yeah. Like I was just blue black. I was just blue black like control shenanigans, and then I just played against two versions of that deck that just popped out partnered in that game. And I was just like, all right, that feels a little bad. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was really enjoyable. I mean, I pulled the Urza, so I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too. I'm not too torn up about it. It's fine. Urza's pretty uh, good. Wish we could have gotten the cube for keeps. So that would have been such a cool oh, thing to bring insane. home. Yeah, I really would have. That would have been awesome. It was a cool event, though. Like, we also got to do a chaos draft. That was yeah, fun. we did do a chaos draft. That a stupid chaos draft. Me and Brent pulled absolute garbage on, and you got a foil carnage I didn't, and a bunch of other nonsense out of it. <laughs> I never even bothered playing because, like, I was too, it was so late in the day. It, it was, was, yeah. It was like, midnight. We, yeah. Like, we didn't, no, we didn't start till, like, midnight, right? It didn't start till midnight. Yeah, it was, it was starting right around midnight. I, I thought, wasn't it, like, 10 or something like that? Because we left uh, at about... I meant the... The first matches started like midnight. No, we left at twelve thirty. Did we leave at twelve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was late enough though that like we were starting to like run into because the the car like the parking garage closed at twelve. We had to get the car yeah, out of there by yeah. then, so I had to park on the street. It was enough of a warning. yeah. It was yeah. So there was enough stuff going on. Future reference: If you're going to experience things, probably shouldn't play in events unless they're like ready to fire. Yeah. We're like getting them earlier in the day so that the on demands don't change to like the Although, evening. Thing. To be fair, I was hundred percent good for cash draft. We know the tickets. Oh yeah, the whole tickets debacle. So that's been that's always been a thing. I just I didn't realize it was also going on for Magic. Like it was it's it's always been a thing for like board games. I guess I never realized it because like I didn't play in the Magic events the last past couple times done Gen Con. Yeah, like, and I probably will play one next year because it, it I forget how much time consuming. Well, so all right, so for reference to everybody listening, uh, Gen Con does a thing called like a what do they do? They're event tickets. tickets. They're event tickets. It's a ticketing uh, system, and you yeah. need X amount of tickets. To get into whatever event, yeah, yeah. Uh, tickets are uh, two dollars for one, uh, and that's basically it. Uh, the modern event, the modern horizons event we did was technically seventy four dollars, and it was that many tickets times two. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, 
Yeah, so basically it's if it was a $30 event, you would get 15 tickets, 15 $2 tickets, and then you would turn those in. They don't collect any money. The money is done by the ticketing thing. If you've ever been to the state fair and wanted to ride rides, the exact same principle behind it. And meanwhile, they don't like – so online and basically everywhere else, they don't tell you this. No, for, as all far as the magic side is yeah, concerned. All the yeah. events, all the magic events were listed as – Three zero dollar, dollar sign. Yeah. yeah, they didn't say and fifteen like, tickets. Here's cool. more information for tickets, and which so would have been smarter. Right? Or not, right. not that it would have been smarter. It would just it would have made more sense. Yeah, like, like I, I would have been way more, happy more just informative. Hand, yeah, just to hand her thirty bucks. Like that would have been so much easier. It would have been fine. Most of what we were all in line to do, and we were ready to like that one was ready to go. <laughs> Instead, we got shooed away. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, cool." Very passive aggressively, aggressively, I might add. She's like, "Huh, go eat your tickets and come back, and maybe we'll have an event for like." Yeah, then Thanks. then when we, we run over to the uh, to the ticketing booth, get our tickets, come back, and she's like, "Yeah, we just filled that one up. You guys are one, two, and three on the next yeah, one." Yeah, I was just complaining. I was just complaining the whole time too. I, I was a little upset about that one. Yeah, yeah if, looking back, I, I, that event, and I probably would have stayed out of the sealed. I, I don't feel like I played as many other games I wanted to. I, I saw a lot of games I wanted to try. Oh, like we looked at a bunch of stuff. We chatted with a ton of people. But we—it was a magic event for us. That's that's the tricky thing about doing magic at an event like that. That's got so many other things. Is that magic, by its very definition, if you're playing at an event, just sucks up so much time. It's the reason I stopped playing the shiny sealed at DragonCon. Yeah. Like I played the shiny sealed for a couple of years, had a blast doing it. The first time did really well at it, but then I started to like realize that I was going to lose the entire second half of my Saturday if I did this. Yeah. I'd be sitting here in a room doing this one thing while everyone else was doing all kinds of other fun things, playing this one thing that I. And I couldn't do anything else. And Ian did it. Um, our co- my cousin did it one previous year. He basically lost this Saturday. He finally came in at like one, almost one in the morning. You know, like he played that event and it lasted forever. So he's like, "Yeah, I missed dinner with y'all. I missed this. I missed going around and checking out all the costumes." And- yeah, I'll just stick to like eight man drafts that take like an hour. Yeah. yeah, like it was fine. Like, there wasn't anything wrong with it. We no, just- I I feel like I made the wrong judgment call. I went. I went trying to learn new things, and I went and played Magic. I mean, we did spend a good... That's a, we did spend well, at least you learned how to play Magic. <laughs> I did. I, I learned new things about Magic. I, but you're right, meeting people, like... I played against one of the Mythic two Mythic Championship 2 players, and I got to beat him, that made me feel good. Yeah. And, like, we did spend a lot of time with Ben Rowell. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. just mingling and talking with people. So, it was great. Gen Con has that unique vendor hall where, like, it's... Half vendors and half like demos and like and then like a third artists. Yeah, yeah. So the vendors thirty percent exactly. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a pretty good representation of the the game companies trying to sh- show you their wares and sell you stuff as well, and then actual just vendors like secondhand vendors in, in the sense that they they bought the games they're representing a retail store and they're selling games, and then there's artists and authors which have their own little section. That uh, that are showing the stuff that they have that they've written or that they've uh, drawn or painted or whatever, including and magic artists, including bit. magic oh, artists, yeah, oh. a lot of them. But so one of the things I was a little impressed by and like a little like felt like double timed with was uh, like so you would see the dudes and it'd feel like uh, or you'd see the people at the like the stations and whatnot and it'd feel like oh it's a little con this is just like their little company doing a thing and then you're like oh cool who's your game through fantasy flight I'm like. Huh. So you're a salary person. You're making way more money than I am. Why am I feeling sorry for you? <laughs> like, like, I want to help your little game succeed. Oh, yeah, you are, you're AEG. Totally, Never mind. You are totally <laughs> playing on my heartstrings. How dare you? Uh, the El Dorado game and then the like the guy that approached us and like, handed me that random thing at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was that. 
Oh, really? Like, after like actually like looking at his company and like talking to some of the people over there, I was like, oh, you're not struggling in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's one of the one of the studios that were bought out bought by um, Asmodee. Okay. Yeah, Asmodee is basically a giant exactly. umbrella no, banner so, for all kinds of uh, games. So to be fair, a lot of them were crazy honest about it. Like, uh, so most of them just didn't say anything about it, and they're just like, I'm just here to demo you a thing. I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. Uh, but a lot of them were like, oh, hey, woe is me. My company's on its end. And I'm like, who do you distribute through? Everyone. Yeah. And I was like, that's, you're doing crazy well. This yeah. is like the fourth game your company's released this year. <laughs> you, you just need to chill. <laughs> like, you're doing fine. And uh, the award goes to probably the... What was the vending machine booth? Oh, oh, exploding, oh. Kittens. exploding kittens. I had probably the best booth hey. at Gen Con. All right, so you guys didn't notice it, but whenever, uh, whenever y'all two were running around buying art and uh, you were chatting with somebody, there's a there's a waifu vending machine. Oh, I saw it. it. It was amazing. Uh, so this dude basically for like uh, part of his degree uh, in like his college and stuff was to make this like AI like algorithm program thingy that basically just it randomizes a bunch of images of, like, little anime girls, like waifus and stuff. And it just gives you a random selection of ones. You pick one, and then, it like, it just specifies it down to get your perfect waifu. And then, it, uh, and then for, like, 20 bucks, he prints you out a certificate that's, like, laminated, like, a bunch of things, like, an official certificate of adoption. And it's got a picture of your waifu. <laughs> how, how he was a genius. How did you not show this to me? He was a genius. Like, that man was so smart. He was like, oh, hey, you want to do this like... I know what you're doing. Shake my hand. You're a genius. <laughs> you win. Like, let's cut the crap. Let's talk about this. This is incredible and it's so smart. Uh, uh, it was the best. Like that was, and it was just like this little. Was like, it by the exploding kittens booth? Uh, no, it was over no, in the art. Oh, it was a uh, like yeah, it was right over there by the art. It was uh, right next to the artist that did like Lily the Bell. Oh, Steve Argyle. Yeah, it was okay. right next to Steve Argyle's thing, and it was just like this little like. Maybe like ten, what like ten, ten by five booth or something like that. It was tiny. Yeah. It was like this little sliver with a laptop that was white and pink. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. Waifu vending machine. Waifu vending machine. It was great. <laughs> Apparently, he runs around to a bunch of other big consoles. I would assume so. That's genius. It, it, it's incredible. But unlike the little vending machine, Exploding Kittens has this mm. huge man-operated vending machine. It was incredible. That's furry. It's furry and has like <laughs> yep. giant push buttons like twice the size of my hand. I kept like peeking into it. There were like five or six people behind me. <laughs> like there were a lot of people in that booth. And it basically kind of looks like an old style like cigarette vending machine where it's got like the push buttons and stuff. And you basically just walk up to it and you push the buttons. And there's like it. It's like one part vending machine, one part like Punch and Judy show where like a puppet show is going on. And all of the like interactions that the people that are in the vending machine have are through, like, really funny little things. Like, if something's uh, in the process of being gotten, then they'll have, like, a little pinwheel that will appear, and then somebody's hand will, like, spin it, and things like that, a little processing because it's exploding kittens, and it's done all with the, the oatmeal art that, uh, that everyone loves from that game. And then the stuff will come out. They'll, they'll pay for it appropriately. A hand will come out to grab money or and then or grab a debit card. And then like a, a square reader will come out so that you can sign it. And then there's a little thing on the bottom of like a vending machine will have where the stuff comes out at the bottom. But my favorite thing about it was the, the $1 random item. And so you can you can buy all of the appropriate things and all the plushies and all the games and stuff. But then you can hit there's one button that's for $1 and you buy a random item. What I'm fascinated by was that I, having gone past that booth and stopped and watched for a few minutes each time, I never saw a duplicate Duplicates. item. 
never once. There was one that was a little girl, and they asked her to come forward, and then two hands come out. Like, they asked her to come forward and duck her head down a little bit, and then they come, two hands come out, and they put, like, little cat ears on her. And that was the $1 thing. One person got a whole bunch of toilet paper rolls and a plunger, which was really funny. <laughs> I looked it because it was, it was like an early kid, like seven or eight, and he was like, Yo, this is high quality stuff. <laughs> he took and walked away. Yeah, it was almost it was almost ex- almost exclusively children that were getting those, and uh, they, so they were really hilarious. Occasionally, somebody an adult would come through and get something funny. Is too. that where all the squash came from? Yeah, so some oh, one, one little so kid got a butternut sense. squash. Yeah, yeah. Another per- a grown man walked through. He got an eggplant. I thought it was somebody with zucchini. I'm like, why do you have a zucchini? Yeah, it would be because they spent a dollar. Why are you buying fresh fruit at Gen Con? I, I, I strictly thought there was a cosplay I just missed. I'm like. Yeah. Something with the zucchini. Somebody really should have. Like, like, I thought I was really put, some, put a face on it. <laughs> what What's going on here? You didn't see the produce stand at, at I, Gen Con? My bad. It was right next I to the white with the waifu stand. Hey. <laughs> we got to interact with a ton of artists too. That was so cool. Uh, Steve Argyle has revolutionized signatures again for Magic Community with mythic signatures. If you see him at a Magic Fest, a GP, a Star City, whatever. Go get one. They're like ten bucks, and it's rainbow signature. It is fantastic. Talk about so it, pretty. Uh, well, so it also came with a bunch of other colors too. Like, yeah. They were like weird holographic signatures. Yeah. Talk about a dude who's like got his finger on the pulse and knows what the community wants. Hey, here's a unique shiny thing that costs not a ton of money. You'll remember this and show it off to everybody. You want it? I know you want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, he, he knows exactly what the community yeah. wants. And it's, it's better. Genius. It's better than a business card. Like, I do my thing, you pay me for it, and then you're going to show it off with my name on it already. Yeah. Yeah. Which will cause more sales, et cetera, et cetera. And then you got to talk about how cool I am and, like, how revolutionary my idea is. Yeah. Oh, so uh, we did ask him while we were waiting for everything to get done. I'm like, because he actually plays match. He plays a lot of EH. Said, I'm like, so what's the card you die to most? He's like, I died to a lot of Blood Braids, a lot of Master Ace Spears. I'm like, he's like, the one I hate dying to is Celestial Convergence. So, like, six mana Zendikar enchantment. He's like, it's like losing to one of my own kids. I'm like, yeah, I, I yeah. made you. Why would you betray me in such a way? Why do I not have pro my art? Yeah, right. oh, uh, was that un- unhinged? Uh, it was persecuted artist. Yeah, persecuted artist. artist other than Rebecca Guy. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you gain protection from that artist. <laughs> Who was the artist that we bought all the the prints from? We, uh, Omar Ram? Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. If I, yeah. He was such a nice guy. Yeah, um, he was super chill. He was so funny. still, my favorite. Uh, my favorite like artist interaction was the dude that uh, what's the dude that does Erebos? His name? Uh, Peter Morbacher. Yeah, Peter Morbacher. Uh, walked up to his stand just because <laughs> just because his art looked cool and he had a cool name. I was like, oh, this is all pretty sweet. I was like, let me snag a business card. I want to find you on Instagram. This is really cool stuff. And I was like, so, dude, where do you get your inspiration from? He's like, oh, drugs mostly. <laughs> cool. I was like, oh, cool. Thanks for the Shook his hand and walked away while laughing. And then, and then like. Forty minutes later, Britt tells me that he's a magic artist. <laughs> that he did the art for Erebos and a whole bunch of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I didn't ask for proofs. Because <laughs> uh, his art just looked cool. Yeah, he's got fan- he's yeah, a fantastic cool. artist. Like, he, uh, he's a dragon hunter. He looks okay. cool. I can see that. He seemed like a pretty chill guy. Like, yeah. His wife was super nice, too. And talking about artists who didn't have the finger on the pulse, uh, McDougal. McDougal. Uh, so like, he was a super nice, you could tell he oh, yeah. He was just a genuine artist that made a quick buck off Wizards. Or, not a quick buck. Made a significant dollar off Wizards. And, like, he just didn't know. He like, didn't understand. Yeah, like, he's just a normal dude. There's a lot of casts that are like that, though, where they're just... They did it for a certain... Particularly if they're not current artists. Because if they're not current artists, then, yeah, like I said, they're not, they don't have their finger on the pulse. 
Um, I, Omar Ryan was kind of like that a little mm-hmm. bit, where he like just he he was still doing work for Wizards, but that was just another contract, another work for hire sort of a thing. And the people that are really really around it, that are immersed in it, they're seeing a lot more of the secondary markets changes towards artists and what's happening. And a lot of those other ones just that aren't have that aren't doing it anymore just aren't seeing that. Yeah, when I was talking to Omar Ryan the first time, he said uh, it really clicked for him when he was in that festival in Italy. He does. And he wow. said it was just absurd. He, like, he, he said he barely could get away to use the restroom. There were so many like magic yeah. interactions. Of, like, yeah, you just toss in a big art, and especially, if, like, they don't have to be good cards. Like, they just have to be cards that people like the art of, and half the time people lose their minds over a bit, hey, oh wait, you made this thing that I love. Here's a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah. Take my money. Thank you for existing. Well, hopefully McDougal catches on. You talk to him a little bit. Like. Uh, I tried chatting him up and like, uh, so as soon as, I think as soon as he like figured out that I was just like a fanboy for magic, uh, for like his magic art, he is kind of sort of shut he had up. his own like Elvis storyline thing he was oh, trying to sell. Which was super cool, by the way. It was actually pretty sweet. Like his art style is cool. Like yeah. the, because Harry so, Druid looks good. Yeah, McDougal's in Harry Druid for those wondering yeah and I, I went to go snag an artist group and hopefully a signature uh and i was like hey can i ask you he's like no i don't have those anymore he's like like at all can i get your email address get like one shipped out to me i'll pay for all of it he like just don't have them anymore I was like uh, all right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right is that is that the end of the conversation <laughs> your art looks cool thank you bye <laughs> <laughs> I, I did get him to sign my normal heritage druid but then i proceeded to spend the rest of the con looking for a foil which is still impossible they just don't exist forever. they don't like nowhere i've been to uh i even went by home and i was like hey you guys got a thing like nope no like dang it went to all the vendors at I'll, con. I'll see if i can find you an, an artist proof i found a guy's cradle but i couldn't find a foil <laughs> Rare from morning tide. Uncommon. Uncommon. Excuse me. A foil uncommon uncommon. from morning tide. So, there's also the middle of the road uh, artists, like the guy you got the prints and the plane chase proofs from, the sketches. That was Omar, right? Oh, he was cool. Uh, the Blood Jason one. What was um, uh, Was it Jason Ingle? Was it, was it Ingle that I got the Rurikthar sketch? Yeah, oh, it was Jason Ingle. Uh, he was super I think cool. it was. I don't know if it was Ingle. Yeah, Omar Rand was the one who do, didn't quite get what was going on. I was talking about Ingle, the trip to Italy. That Those two different people. My uh, bad. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Omar Rand was like, I, can't, I think this is his first bit of Magic Art with the planes, and then he's got stuff coming out in Thrones of Eldraine. Yeah, so he's oh. the one, if you are um, if you have paid attention to any of the preview art, he's doing the alternate version of uh, Flaxen Intruder, the Goldilocks card. And presumably so, a few other ones. Yeah, he, 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 well, he, has, he has some other ones. He's, he, he's, he's talked about that there's going to be Which some I'll, more pieces. I'll, I'll give him a shout-out for being ironclad. He, he stuck to his NDA. He wouldn't give us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he did the alternate art version, so the, the um, showcase cards. Yeah. He did the, the one with all the crazy filigree and stuff. Yeah, yeah this is my favorite. Dude, the Hawaiian shit that yeah, complimented my really, watch. really yeah. great. But to, to tell you, like, how new he is to the game of, like, Dealing in art for magic, Brett has some sketches done, and he's. He, what would you pay for the proofs? The proofs were like five bucks each. And was yeah, and like, she was like, her sketches were just kind of like whatever. Yeah, they were um, like whatever you, you want to give us, and Brent's like, what? <laughs> yeah, like normally it's just like a number, and then I pay that number, and that's that. I was like, I don't don't make me have to think about this. I don't understand. What <laughs> like, don't let me. I'm gonna do. So that's like, that's probably, like. Not playing wise is probably like my favorite part about Magic. Is it just lets artists be artists? True, but like, like Wizards they just make like, some money off that stuff. Yeah, Wizards yep. is like Absolutely. here's yeah. a thing and draw it, and they're just like, all right, cool, sweet, do my thing. There, there we go. Boom, boom, boom. Make a bunch of money, hopefully, presumably. Well, right. Nowadays, 
And then, like, yeah, then nobody was... Like, whenever I tipped a... a I already forgot his name again. A Glister Elf guy. McDougal? Uh, uh, no, not no, McDougal. No, Glister Elf. Lily uh, uh, Lily the Boat. That was Argon. Oh, Steve. Argon. Yeah. Uh, I tipped him, like, ten bucks. Like, I was an artist group. I was like, here's a 20. Just keep the change. You yep. just signed a heritage uh, uh, foil... Uh, you just did the mythic signature on an artist group Glister Elf. You have no idea how much I love this card. Keep it. Yeah. Like, here's an extra ten, ten bucks. Thank you for making this card. Yep. And it's just... I just... Uh, I wish people gave me tips at my booth. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I think we're so... I think Watsis finally, like... Because they're, like, reforming a lot of their policies, and, like, they're doing a lot of really big change, and I think they're really starting to treat their artists a lot better, just overall, as, like, employees, and treating them less as, like, contracts. Well, you said someone started that for them. Mar- Marbacher was actually yeah, one of the for a lot he, of the change. He committed, so like professional suicide wars, I, right? as somebody who was on the outside of that and just like reading little bits and pieces of articles as they were happening I, it's entirely possible I'm getting certain aspects of it wrong but from what I was able to gather uh, the biggest issue that was that was that the artists were dealing with was that they didn't have any rights to the images that they had created for the purposes of being able to use them for anything down the road so basically when you create something like heritage druid or in Morbacher's case erebos he couldn't then make play mats or mouse pads on it or put them on a t-shirt or any of that kind of other stuff and make money off of it because wizards owned the rights to it so wizards could do the play mats but but he could not and what was, um, this, what was this dude's name Morbacher. that was erebos? peter Morbacher. was erebos guy? Yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> drugs, yeah, the drugs drugs mostly i want to go back and just like have a huge conversation like thank you for well, existing. He, yeah, he, he left. You got a card. Like, good job. I, I probably will. He like, stopped. He, he stopped working for Wizards. Stopped, you know, without being one of his clients, and then was very, very vocal about how they were being treated, how artists were being treated in general, and so. I, some changes were enacted to, so that they do have some rights with regards to that. Now, I still don't know exactly how good the 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 whole thing is. What, what I'll I'll say it again, as I've said a million times. I think it's hilarious that. Completely separate to Wizards of the Coast's uh, treatment of artists, we have created a much better uh, environment for (laughs) artists just by being older and being people with disposable income. And I think that's hilarious. Because I remember in, uh, when was it, 2004, we were at, I don't know, I I don't think it was a Dragon Con, but it was... It was some show, some kind of show. Ken Meyer Jr. was there. And I remember handing him a playset of Stone Throwing Devils and asking him to sign them. And just making small talk during the course of while he was doing this, I asked why he didn't work for Wizards anymore. And he said very, very matter-of-factly, very curtly, and not intended against me, but very obviously um, upset, uh, they didn't think that my art was, 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 was good enough for them anymore. And I was like, oh, I struck a nerve, didn't intend that, you know, I'm like meeting somebody who I very much admire their work. And... You know, like I said, nothing against me, nothing towards me, but it was just very, very much a sore spot for him. You look at Ken Meyer Jr.'s art now, he is recreating Kurt Apes constantly, he's doing you know, extra stuff with Mystic Remora, he is, uh, he is all over the place doing that art, recreating it, and putting big playmats out, and he's having a, a huge renaissance as far as like his art is concerned. It has literally zero to do with Wizards of the Coast, he's not doing work for Wizards, right. but... The, the the customer base has come on into their own. They're older. They admire his work just like I just like I did because it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's amazing. And yeah, they, and they have money to burn. So like he's like on his oh yeah he, he had a little thing of like these little three by three original paintings that were like recreations of Guardian Beasts from Arabian Nights, recreation uh-huh. of Kurde, recreation cool. of all these other things. And then he puts them online and he's like 
He puts them online, and like a few minutes later, he's like, oh, the Curd Ape is already sold. You know, I got these ones available, though. And it's like $900 for this thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> we we are older, we are we have money to burn, and we are taking care of the artists as a result yeah, of that. Because you got, like, a bunch of people who, like, uh, like Mike and you guys, who, like, got in there whenever you're, like, early 20s, mm-hmm. like, late, uh, yeah, like, late teens. And you're just like, cool, I'm going to grow up with this and, like, appreciate it for the next two oh, years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, hey, look, I'm a successful person now. I can spend money. I want to enjoy my childhood. It's like, oh, hey, my career has, like, eh. my my career has, like, taken off. Oh, look at that. I'm the VP of my job that I started whenever I was, like, 20-something. I'm going to dump, like, 10 grand on magic. Yep. Like, faux magic. Like, magic stuff. Not just yeah, magic. Yeah, just magic. Like, and, yeah, depending on what kind of person it is. They, yeah. Like, they grab up, like, the $900, like, uh, just... I'll buy all art. your original credit. Yeah, because, like, we saw, all like, the... Like we saw the young lady that was a cosplayer oh, that yeah. bought the portrait of bought the portrait of herself. Yeah, she, one of the ones that did a sitting for the portraits. Of she bought her own. Yeah. Oh, it was like yeah, five hundred dollars. She's like, here's my card. She yep. was cosplaying Raska and she awesome. bought it off the dude. Yeah. And like it was, it was just cool to see. Yeah. Like, it's just awesome that people are. There's just a level of respect for magic and magic artists that I'm crazy happy I'm getting into because mm-hmm. that's it's awesome. There, there's also like, leading to Gen Con as a whole, like as far as. All the cons I've been to, Gen Con is probably the best for being universally welcoming to pretty much everyone. Yeah, like you can't, like there's not a... Like I didn't hear any like disparaging remarks, the arguments, everybody was laughing, having a good time, talking nice. Yeah, it was kind of great. Doing the thing. You, yeah. If you want to go see artists, cool, wait through the people go see artists. You want to play some magic, wait through the people go see some magic. Yep. You want exploding kittens and never touch anything magic related, cool. Dude, There's your booth. Uh, there, there was literally a second floor that had nothing to do with magic, and it had a bunch of like RPG stuff. Are you in Pathfinder? I got you. It is yeah, a gigantic a, room. Ball, it is a ballroom. <laughs> it was the ballroom was just full of nothing but Paizo. Yeah. And that's uh, again, like props to Paizo for like being a successful company, because like half the time, whenever Watsi just has like a golden touch whenever it comes. To, oh yeah. Like, whenever it comes to letting things go, because uh, the so the group that started Paizo were originally the developers of. Uh, three, uh, the 3.5 edition of D&D and like after that was just like eh we kind of don't want you and they are kind of like eh we kind of won't work for you anymore and so they bugged off and went and made Paizo and then created Pathfinder <coughs> and eventually Starfinder and Pathfinder has like since it's so popular people don't really use this term but it is a cult following yeah. like it's the cult following yeah as far as like RPG tabletop yeah. uh, like as far as cult followings go honestly like the community is just massive yeah, for uh, for other examples of when Wizards of the Coast lets something go, uh, see Pokemon yeah, and Pokemon, the TCG. Uh, see Legend of Five. Oh wait, Aww. <laughs> it worked. It worked pretty well for a while whenever they got it back, but then mm-hmm. it didn't. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh? right. Yeah. No, they, they never owned Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, uh, Upper Deck took Yu-Gi-Oh for a little bit, and uh, then Konami was like, "I want that back." I mean, uh, hey, I think it might be. It might just be Peter Atkinson because he did kind of sort of do the golden touch with Gen Con as well. That's true. Because he was yeah. like, "Oh hey, thanks for the buyout." <laughs> and now it's just raking in mad profits yearly. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah. It's just magic la la land whenever it comes to like. Uh, as Adam Potts put it, magical yeah. Christmas land. A yeah. show that shouldn't exist. It just, he's like, things walk in at that show that he doesn't see it. GPs, Magic Fest, Dragon Con, anything. Things walk up to his table at Gen Con that should not exist. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, I just go into trance. I don't even pay attention to anything anymore. I just buy. Like, yeah, because he was talking about these. Goes into like a he just zones up. Yeah, the the because you have to. The person before us came in with a set of power just randomly. Holy. And just yeah, it just 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Just, have to have a fun yeah. Gen Con after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Magic Christmas Land. It's, well, it, it's insane. Not even the power part of it, because, like, power will show up at other shows. But, yeah. I mean, it's obviously super awesome that he got oh, to see the other guy. guy. But the dude next to us was trading in a whole bunch of random Japanese Pokemon packs that none of us had seen before. Yeah. And, that, like, even some of the people in the booth were just like, I don't know what point. to do with this. I don't even know what some of this stuff is. Like, they, and they're looking it up on eBay. They can't find any examples of it. <laughs> like, they, they ended up having to pass on, like, three of them because they just couldn't find any information about it. Yeah. Like, it exists because there's some here, <laughs> but they don't know what it is. Like, Oh, yeah. And for, like, I had a weird, like, stereotype for floor traders before, like, I actually, like, got to interact with them. And they were pretty, like, they were weirdly fair on, like, their prices and stuff on some of the things. For floor trading? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that felt, and, like, I assume it, I I assume that Hot Sauce had, was, like, towards the top end. Yeah. As far as, like, buying, like, singles and stuff, because they get fair prices, they get good deals, like, there's, and they're just cool guys that, like, will do you a solid if you're friends with them. But I assume Star City and all those, uh, like, was, like, the mini market and, like, all those other guys just did very well as... Did very well too. Oh yeah, there was no losers in Gen Con. <clears throat> just so, none. Yeah, like going and, and beyond like knowing that cat and, and having been friends with him for a long time, I honestly think that the hot sauce graded power booth is probably like the pinnacle of like what you can bring. Like things to oh, see, yeah. like you know, like uh, conversations to have uh, and like well prices at buy like when you're oh, yeah, buy yeah, those yeah. things like that. Like what was the Urza Saga uh oh, simple uh, Chinese Silver Chinese Urza Saga Turbo Pack. Yeah. Yeah. Which comes Nobody else is gonna have that. Yeah. yeah. Why does how does that exist? That like Urza Saga was printed in like a couple languages. That'd be one. Of them. I didn't even remember the simplified chain is one of them, and it's my favorite set. Yeah. <laughs> and that was insane. I was, was like, you what? almost bet, uh, blew your cradle money on that. You I were did, like, to be fair, man. I could have pulled a ch- uh, Chinese cradle. Cradle. Yeah, could have been anything. Could have been a boat. Could have been a boat. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. it. Could have been a Yago. That'd be pretty hot. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That means um, I've been two for two. There was a there were there were playtest cards there in that booth. Yep. Yeah, there were playtest cards and, and frames. Just the little, like, uh, so you walked up to show off your Lotus, and he's like, oh, hey. And he just reached over into a box and pulled out another Lotus. Another Lotus, yeah, the yeah, yeah. He didn't even blink an eye. He's like, oh, no, of course see, not. Like, you look here, and it's like, like wait, look what? At the, you go over and, like, look at the alpha starters that are over in one of the cases and stuff like that. Or even up on the shelves where they had, like, the acrylic boxes sealed. They had Legends, Revised. Yeah. yeah. They had all the packs. Yeah, they had a box of Antiquities. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh. Yeah, I was just... I, I don't, I don't have enough money with me today. I was just like... I was like shooting it and just seeing if they had it. I was like, yeah, I've got a guy crying. I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, it makes sense. But we'll, we should have two of them out here tomorrow. I was like, I... Cool. I, I get a kick out of some of the conversation that happens like where uh, I can, like, we were talking about the amount of money that's in the room and it, like uh, he, he was talking about how you know just there's just so much money that walks in this room we, we were comparing to it the, that with Dragon Con and he said that uh, the amount of money that's in the room is just absurd like the amount of money that just that is in this room right now is he absurd like, and all I can think about the whole time we're saying this is like the amount of money that's in this booth is absurd like, <laughs> like, oh, like, I mean, like if we're looking at this one versus like any of the other booths like I would put that booth against any single booth I don't care like Star City or any of those other ones oh and the other card booths yeah they just trump <laughs> We didn't even see like the center of their uh, uh, like booth. Like they had like a whole little like storage compartment behind like, like a, a hidden stuff. area and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was like, insane. It was they are like the, to see them grow the way that they have over the last uh, you know ten years, fifteen years, whatever. I think the only booth that rivals their money may have been the five chess booths combined. Yeah, I can see that. 
Chessex is a little insane. Yeah. Um, the only one that I, that came close as far as like the actual if you're going into the gaming would have been the David Adams booth. The David oh, Adams booth yeah. is pretty impressive too, but I, I just they just didn't have the, the variety of things that, that, yeah, that yeah. the hot sauce created power. And Adams said that it was like a ten times multiplier as far as like just making profit go. Oh yeah. Compared to like Dragon Con and basically any other show. Any other show, yeah, and that's and why this, he refers to magical Christmas night. And this is a dude that like does all the Star City events. Yeah, he signed on for every Star City event this year. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, he, he's missing Dragon Con because he'd be in Texas. Hey, not completely. He's You're gonna be there late. You're gonna be there late. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to go to Dragon Con next year. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a blast. <laughs> I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. It's a fun show. You talk about how everyone's just super nice. The uh, the reason for that is, uh, and everyone's just super friendly, is the lack of alcohol. And oh yeah. <laughs> now, now to flip over to the other side of that, Dragon Con allows al- alcohol, lots of alcohol. Nobody's mean at Dragon Con, though. Nobody's mean at Dragon Con. Uh, way <laughs> but it's you, funny. You, you run into accidental stupidity, but nobody's usually mean about it. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, that whole incident with the chair throwing last year. Because drunk people got a drunk. Yeah, but, I mean, that totally could have been some of the sports people. The sports yeah, people because the other problem is that you're in... With Gen Con, since essentially the whole area is rented out, and it's a convention hall... It's all pretty much the same people. It's all the same it's group. Isolated. Whereas yeah. with Dragon Con, since it's done almost well, with the exception of the America's Mart, the rest of it is all done in hotels. So it's all ballrooms and and you know side rooms and stuff like that in hotels that they use for it. So the hotels are occupied not just by Dragon Con people. It's occupied by people. There's if there's a sporting event or something like that or a race or something, then they're going to be there as well. So you're going to have an interesting mix of people over the course of that. There's not a lot of them, though. I mean, because the rooms get booked up by Dragon Pretty Con quickly, yeah. You so fast. So fast. Yeah. It's like there's like, oh, there's five uh, football fans, and then, you know. Then there are a bunch of nerds. The boat. Nine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a billion. A billion Dragon, Dragon Con fans. A billion Dragon Con fans. Sounds like a blast. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah it's going to be good. What else did we have in Gen Con? Because uh, we did the magic events. Tied with the Vendor Hall. Pizza. Oh, oh the food. Pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. pizza. Oh. I, so I like the immediate response. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I ate so much pizza. I don't want to eat any more pizza. <laughs> you ate like one slice. I was... Did you, I know, I saw the pizza. Do you remember the size of the I slice? Did, yes, I do. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Is it a place of Giordano? Giordano. He did eat a second one back in the hotel room. Oh, okay. All right, that's good. Don't Has a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic pizza. It, it's worth the hour wait. I know that sounds oh, crazy. And their wings were great, too. Their wings were fantastic. Oh, their wings were so good. Those were cheese good. curds. Oh, dude, the cheese curds were good. Yeah, cheese curds were great. Yeah, the whole the restaurant. The bruschetta was, was great, too. Yeah. I was about to say, I've never seen bruschetta with so much, like, That was topping. so much tomato. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> like a whole tomato sitting on top <laughs> of pizza. Like tomato mountains. For like, reference, <laughs> I can't stand tomato. So that was like a nightmare. <laughs> it was funny, like, I, I understand bruschetta that has, supposed to have, like, ample topping, but... You got all of it. Yep. Yeah, and like every bite, you only get like a quarter of it in your mouth. The rest just falls oh everywhere. That sounds fantastic. Of just tomato. So Giardino's sells a deep dish pizza that is unlike I've ever had in the U.S. And I've been up and down the East Coast. Coast. East Coast, thank you. And eating a lot of pizza. I'm a big guy. By far the best. Yeah. And they make their amazing. own cheese, right? Yeah, I think so. They have a dairy. I mean, sometimes they make everything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's unreal. Uh, so if you're ever there for any reason, take the hour and a half and go eat it. Yeah, it's like two blocks from the convention center, so it's an easy walk, too. 
Uh, or oh, Uber. Yeah. Or you can just grab one of those uh, ridiculous scooters. That, yeah, those electric yeah. scooters that were everywhere. I tripped over one on the last day. <laughs> of course fun. you did. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I almost, almost got, bit, bit it. Though. I almost got murdered by like 12 people. <laughs> I, I was almost roadkill for like well, quite a few times. <laughs> so, we had more pizza for us. Our hey. small town here, when we, the first day we got there, we're walking down the road, <laughs> we're walking down the sidewalk, what we thought was a sidewalk. And like these scooters come flying at us. Oh, and, yeah. like, we duck and move out of the way. And we're like, what the heck's going on? And then we realized we're in the bike lane. Yeah. So there's a bike lane <laughs> yeah. and there's a Just sidewalk. Just look up. There are a ton of signs. It's like, cool. Pedestrians on this side. Bikes on this side. It's like, oh, we're, we're the bad guys. We're, 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 no, we're all yeah. shoe-gazing, we're, so we're we weren't actually the, looking up. We're the idiots here. Cool. We're the room. Let's, let's hop over. <laughs> Whoops. Fuck the room. That is great. Um, oh, Indianapolis is a great city. Though. There's also so a cool. really great taco place called Condado's or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that place was incredible. Everything yeah. was spicy. Oh. <laughs> the water was spicy. <laughs> I can't remember Everything was spicy. I feel so bad because, like, it was perfect. It had, like, abstract art. It was all about, like, out, like it just had, like, a bunch of open air stuff. The people were pretty cool. It was awesome. I like they served local uh, sodas. Yeah, like, and like they were, not like, a lot of places do that anymore. And they were a ton about like, oh yeah, food, food and stuff. They're yeah, like, yeah you're like, like Coke or Pepsi, and there was like uh, lol. Lol, <laughs> what? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, and like they got a bunch of like locally like grown and like because so from what I heard and remember, to be fair, I was a little tipsy at the time, so I don't. It's not a hundred percent, but like they just it gets grown, gets shipped to their warehouse, and then the warehouse just. Like hauls it over there, and they just get a bunch of fresh produce daily. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah daily. Like that's yeah, insane. They, they didn't have the ability to make the stuff in house. Like the, the, the top def- of, the, of the kitchen area. I they're guess. definitely a product of like the like hipster mentality thing, but cool. I'm down. That's fine. That's awesome. The food was great. So, food was so okay. Point. And so like good. you made your own taco. Oh yeah, it like, was built your own menu. Yeah, like they had many like tons of. Options. I was so overwhelmed at first, and I was like, cool, spicy steak, rice, done. Yeah, it looks like Kandata. Condado. Place is incredible. It was awesome. I'm going to go back. And then uh, the other one was Kilroy's. We had, that was the the place oh, that was, oh, it was oh, super dude. loud. That place oh, was amazing. God. That was so great. Because that, you're like 20. That's exactly what I wanted. It was uh, super loud and, and kind of had a ho- like a Hooters vibe. It, it was. Was. Oh, it like, the waitresses, their outfits were totally Hooters. As yeah. a frequenter of Hooters back in the day, I can vouch for this. Back was, in the day? Like, yeah, I think yeah. he said back in the day like he's not like <laughs> he's, he's early 20s. He says back in the day but doesn't know what the Cheeseburger Paradise restaurant franchise was. I did. No, yeah. we passed by. I we passed by one that apparently had just closed down. We were super excited and what super depressed. Yeah. It was a roller coaster ride of emotions. <laughs> I just, and Will's like, what? I love Jimmy Buffett. And so I read the thing and I was like, that has something to do with Jimmy Buffett. I know it does. Of course it does. And it was amazing. It was so great. <laughs> so they're, they're Black and Blue Burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. The bouncers at the Killers, they were pretty Killed. They were pretty cool guys. I chatted with them for a while. They, oh. they were pretty sweet. They like they they called me a bro by the end of the night. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Kilroy's? Yeah, the yeah. bouncers. Um, did you have a chance to talk? You went smoked. Oh, yeah. did you just slip away like, in the middle of our meal? down for a bit. I let one of them bum the cigarette, and I'm like, oh, cool. Let's chat for a bit. The food was really good. The food it was just real loud. It was super loud. Oh, dude, the pizza was so good. I think anything would have tasted amazing. That's true. We were like starving that night. <laughs> My fault. I like. Although to be fair, you guys are right. I am young and I do enjoy atmospheres like that greatly. Yeah. Because you're young. It's like, oh, hey, different person, different person, new person. I don't know who you are. You probably want to hit me for some reason. Uh, you seem nice. <laughs> it's great. Did... so much. Was yeah. there another one? There was another There was another meal. So the Thursday night we ate at the, the Taco Bell's Condados. Yeah. And then Saturday night was 
was that was was, um, Kilroy's, right? was yeah. Kilroy's Sunday on our way before we left we hit uh, June because that was like the, we we're gonna do this on the way out so oh, right. we had a cracker we're, barrel that was a, that was breakfast yeah, no, I know that's the only other meal that we ate yeah that together was Friday out. morning though no there's something what did we do Friday night not the night that we left super late what did we do Friday night <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't remember. It was one yeah, of those. We, we tried to go to. Yeah, we, we struggled like so many times. Did we just get fast food? No, we didn't actually eat fast food. I, I, I actually was really, really adamant oh that we not God. eat fast that food whenever possible. Was Kandata, wasn't it? I thought Friday was Kandata's. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, we never showed up on Thursday. Yeah, because they didn't A us up. Uh, so, oh, reference. That's what it was. Okay, so we we uh, we were on it then. Peek into my was, weirdly, weirdly exciting life. Go, go as far into this as you see fit, but remember this is. Openly broadcasted. Yeah, yeah uh, you don't have my, to tell. My weirdly exciting life. I was incarcerated in some capacity for a very Murder. trivial, for a very trivial crime. <laughs> Murder. Uh, it was basically nothing. The judge even looked at me. and was like, "Why is he in here?" No, no. You label that as it was a traffic violation. Yeah, it was traffic violation. Yeah, it was fine. Murder. You spent the night in the pokey. I did. I, I spent the night in the pokey. So and we waited for him, and luckily, then we got everything my, squared up, and then we got on the road. Yeah, but uh, we caught it. We were late. We were there a lot later on Thursday than normal. Super nice. I drove the way there most of the time. It's true. Because it's sort of a punishment. I made us leave like super late. I still want to say we ate somewhere Thursday night. We did. We did. Did wasn't that Condado's? I thought that was. Condado's was Friday night. I'm gonna. Are you sure? Because I thought that was the first night we were there, and we needed something late night, and they were open until two. I think you're right. Uh, you are right. You know what? I could just look at my pictures. <laughs> you probably took a picture of it. I took, I took, I always take pictures of yeah, my Yeah, you are right. So. Yeah, because Thursday night we went, got it. It wasn't another pizza place. We went to Will Call, got it. No, we only ate pizza twice. Uh, I remember. Uh, <laughs> we went to Will Call, got our four day passes, uh, walked around for a bit, showed off the magic hall, uh, do, 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 walked around for a bit, and we looked for a bunch of places, but it was like, Midnight's like one in the morning by then. What's so we do Friday? I don't remember. So that's the <laughs> other weird part about like I was like so this. overwhelmed. Once you're done with it, it's almost like a blur. Yeah. It was my first big con, so I was super overwhelmed on Friday. Oh like, yeah. I was like, oh god, there's so much here. This is amazing. That is great. Also true. What did, did, what did we do? Absurd. What did we do Friday night? Yeah. How are we all forgetting this? Okay, let's walk through our Friday since we're doing a podcast well, about Jake. We got up <laughs> Friday morning. Crickets. <laughs> I don't remember. I know we got there a little later. It was like we got to the cot around noon. Yeah, because we, we slept. I mean, yeah, we really slept late. in. Then we went to the food court for lunch. No, we went to food trucks. No. That was the modern thing. Yeah. Uh, no, we went, to the, we went to the... Did we do food court for food? Yeah, I think so. What did I eat? <laughs> the first, the first time you and I got the uh, the Asian place, like the there was the Power Bowls and there's the Cajun Asian place. <laughs> the Cajun, Cajun Asian. Asian. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. What did we eat? I don't remember. I don't know. Who are you um, people? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Bourbon chicken. <laughs> Josh, you got noodles. Oh, we went to the food court. The, yeah, because I've got a. Yeah. I've got, uh, yeah. Soul Fresh, Dos Ambres. Oh, no, you said, uh, uh, like uh, Wait, Soul Fresh. What are you looking at? Yeah, that's a um, food court. Uh, bank. Like, just what oh! Was uh, what was that? Hey, look at you being the smart adult one. Yeah. I, you can also check and you see said the location of where your phone's been, I think. You said concessions, young man. You didn't say food court. Did you say food court? Luckily, this is recorded. We'll find out. Hey, <laughs> somebody's going to get called out tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, it was, I said food court. 
Call, wake up at like 3 a.m. Brent's like, oh, he totally said to court. I'm like, totally I, so I just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> Why are you calling me this? Okay, so it says August 2nd, which is Friday, that we ate tacos, but we ate tacos past midnight, so right. it was Friday. And it was, it Thursday. was Thursday night, but Friday yeah, night. That was part of the reason that we went there, so is that it was crazy. so late. Wait, did we even grab anything to eat on our way there Thursday? I don't think so. Maybe we're just full. I don't know. Anyways, like, we spent a lot of time talking about what we possibly Yeah, we done. totally have. Let's talk about something else. Let's move on. It was good. We had fun. Great food. food was, yeah, food was fantastic. <laughs> plus, plus to Indianapolis for their food scene. That was amazing. Yeah. I wish more places stayed open late. That's the only... Yeah, it was, it was, that's part of the reason we ended up at the Super Loud Kilroy's is that it was one of the places that was open late that had a decent menu. That was still making menus. Yeah. <laughs> still making menus? Uh, making menus. Uh, They're printing <laughs> menus late. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. You never know. Yeah, you're not wrong. There's a non-zero chance. I was wrong, but there's a non-zero chance. All right, what, what else did we are we going What else was there? We, um... I got to drive in the... Cardhalla. Oh, dude, Cardhalla was... Okay. Cardhalla so, was cool. I didn't get to talk to you guys about it before, but, like, I was so tired that I was just sit, I was just standing there behind some people, like, watching. It was like, hey, buddy, I really appreciate what you're doing here trying to raise money, and I'm not really, like, bad-talking it. But can we get, can we move along? Right. Yeah, that's the so opening tired. speech. Because it was like an hour and a half of just me standing there staring at a bunch of cards. Yeah, when they said, me. "Okay, it's time," I was like, "Yeah, all right." And then I stand there, and I'm like, "Oh wait." By I'm by, it's time. Sit. It's time to start talking about <laughs> how which, great it is. To be fair, they did have to talk it up because they needed more money. Of course. Because they wanted yeah, as much yeah. money as, as they can. Cause it's a they raised something like three thousand yeah, dollars right there in that little bit of time. But not initially. That was the weirdest part to me. When they were taking oh. bids for the initial throw. He there just, was two top bids for 150 and 140. He just kept calling people up, and like they just kept giving him more money. <laughs> I love, I love going upstairs. Like there's a two floor where you look at Card Hall, where they build these awesome structures out of dead yeah, cards. And games. I just chilled on the second floor, like towards the middle, just watching. Like no effect whatsoever. Yeah, we should probably explain what Card Hall yeah. is so those that have never been. So they rope off an area, or they they close off an area that is designated for this, and then certain people will just bring in cards from whatever you know, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, I mean, dead card games, whatever, and they just leave them. And other people that are just looking for something like to kill time, or that you know, that's just the catharsis of doing so, will build structures out of them, card houses, and and like various towers, yeah, towers and yeah. bridges and whatever. Like and they slowly thing. build this little card house city that's that's been dubbed Cardhalla, and this kind of functions like a mandala like where you've got the monks that are that are like putting the little colored sand together to make this ridiculously ornate uh piece of art and then at the very end destroying it i mean that's kind of the whole point it's humans with money yes but they destroy it with money yeah yeah so at the end on saturday night starting at like around 10 p.m they start auctioning off first throw and then that's where we we kind of pick up but the at the end result is going to be Everyone is going to chuck change at this stuff and knock all of it over and just basically destroy the entire thing. Yeah. And all the change will be gathered and donated to whatever charity has been specified. And it's for like an hour, right? Uh, yeah, something It was like just like that. an yeah. hour of just people just absolutely chuck. They threw those coins hard. Yeah, they, were, oh, yeah, they did. Like, oh my. I mean, and the first throw was basically nothing. Yeah, they, they missed. Yeah, he missed yeah. the first time. He was like, all right, we Get just another throw. grand. Here's another throw. Here's another and minute. it was like a dollar coin or something like that. Yeah. Even like a silver dollar. And he just chucked it and... Hit also like the missed. big one and knocked out like two cards. Yeah. They're pretty sturdy. I'm yeah. impressed by the architecture. That big one yeah. was surprisingly sturdy. Like that was good job physics. So last year the one that the one to see was there was a at at built 
out of Star Trek cards. That's cool. And the thing lasted till the end. The dude that running running the thing was like, all right, everybody's done, and tackled it. Because <laughs> nobody could break it up. It was so well built. It was kind of funny. I mean, so they so. did cheat a little bit with the big one because the top half was taped or glued together. Because whenever they knocked down the big tower, like the thing just fell down and bounced. <laughs> <laughs> like like the top like the top quarter just like fell over, hit the ground, like and, and didn't check and then it, it and then bopped back up and was like, oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> totally meant to do so, that. You cheat. You, I see that. So once uh, they'll end up having a champion on both sides, the left side and the right side of the room. And this accounts for both floors, and they'll be the the top bidders for each side will be announced and they'll be kind of brought forward and then everyone else that's involved on depending on what side you're on will be able to throw money towards your champion to be able to give them uh, the right of first pitch and basically it's just at that point it just becomes a bidding war and people just keep throwing money down. I remember one point you threw like five dollars, Sarah. <laughs> that was so it was like funny. five, five and ones, just five singles. She just chucks them over the side because we're all up on the top oh, floor. Yeah. Chucks them over the side, and our side just erupted in cheers. <laughs> and best part, somebody, they, the chant is "Make it rain." Yeah, make yeah, it oh, yeah. rain. Make it. It's <laughs> and then more money the comes from both sides because everybody's like. We just want to see more money come down from yeah. upstairs. Yeah. And then there were like there there ended up being multiple hundred dollar bills thrown. And yep. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then like the uh, so the site so like the the second floor had like these weird like little lips and then like dollars and like oh really yeah money the lips of so the dude like took a bunch of badges like three or four badges and just linked them together and just like leaned over and kept knocking it and everybody stopped <laughs> and just kept like oh oh <laughs> and then the dude the announcer like the auctioneer guy. Uh, towards the end, whenever somebody like pulled out like the extra hundred to um, like bring over the bid, so his side would win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, "Were you not going to donate that? I asked for donate like because it was past time for donations. <laughs> I asked for donations a while ago. <laughs> I'm gonna let this one slide because it's for charity. It's a hundred dollars. But next time, just donate." Well, then he's like, "Anybody else have any random hundred dollar bills they want to donate?" <laughs> and there were. Yeah, there were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, just, I liked how he called people out. That was funny. To, to go back to how nice this convention is, there was multiple hundreds of dollars bills being passed through crowds to go to one place. Yeah. Another one got taken. Yeah, uh, I think I only saw one bill get pocketed while I was staring at What? Somebody pocketed one? Hmm? Trash. It was during the Make It Rain thing, and I just see a dude at the edge of the crowd pick it up off the ground and just put the fire like, I'm calling you out, random dude. To heck you, with you random dude. are trash. Because literally everybody else, like including $100 bills coming from falling from the sky... Handed it to the person that yeah, like, no, oh, I was watching God. everybody. It was great. But I was like, oh, I do need to. All right. I'm usually pretty positive these kinds of things, but I'm being a little negative and calling some people out here. Uh, some punks. Uh, there was a corner spot. That uh, corner spot I said I was going to go snag. That there was no people there. Yeah. It was like three people just sitting down, hogging that whole little chunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, standing room only is an understatement for that thing. Like, that was. that was. Not everybody was can stand so for that no. that long. They were sitting there. You could tell they'd been there for a while, and they were just reserving the spot. And they were taking up like a good twenty feet of like standing. Room. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, me too. I was so upset because like they didn't stand up to like <clears throat> a rift develops in the deck. Yeah, box. <laughs> I was so upset because I walked over and I was like, "All right, cool, there's some standing room." I was like, "No, nah, it's just like three people just taking Chilling. up a bunch of room for no good reason." Because, while there's because, like people double stacked yeah. over there. So no, but the, they the, stood. But for an extended period of time. The Marvel Civil War logo (laughs) flashes on screen. So, I would agree with you if, like, they were uh, disabled or handicapped in some way. Not all disabilities are visible. visible. Agreed. 
but whenever, <laughs> but whenever yeah, they, except before that doesn't matter. Whenever they just sit there or play board game, and then as soon as Card Hollis starts, they stand up and remain standing for the rest of it and stay till the end standing. I'm gonna call you out. That I'm still sounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm upset about it. There was so much extra. You're gonna look back at this podcast down. in like ten years, and you're gonna go, man. You're gonna pin in your knee or something and be like, oh, this all makes sense now. Yeah, I've got bursitis in my hip. I mean, you guys know my, what my mother was, right? Yeah. And talked about the healthy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm coming from a very sympathetic place here. That's, what's, that's why I'm so upset about it. <laughs> I don't like even milking it. It's not okay. It just upset me. But, but yeah, it was a fantastic, fantastic show. Uh, oh, they made a bunch of money for charity, which was great. Uh, it was just a really, really fun um, event. And like, apparently it started just like a little corner thing from like 10 years ago or something. Like, no. Uh, oh, for Carl Hollow, yeah. Yeah, it was like 20 plus years ago, right? Yeah, it started as just a little thing they thought would raise some money, and it, it has just exploded. Yeah, it just exploded. Yeah, yeah. People just kept right. dropping more cards off. Uh, next year, i got to bring more change. I was woefully under. Yeah, that, that's our goal this year is to accept change and donations to A, make it rain, and B, to throw. I still think that like... Just agreeing that like we're gonna donate a couple hundred bucks, each of us grab a, uh, one pack of fifty, and then stand at the four corners, and just when the make it rain thing comes yeah. up, and like, but wait specifically until they go. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? And all four ones, right there. It looks like that scene from uh, was it Dark Knight where like the the hundred dollar bills yeah, come off the exactly. building. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, that, how would you, fantastic. like, one of those, like, air guns? Hey, that oh, was a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> yeah. Like, straight up. <laughs> Man, air zookas. Yeah. Dude, those things are great. Yeah, I they are. so many candy bars for those. <laughs> I used to, um, You think I'm kidding. I used to mess with the cats all the time. Yes. It was great. One of, them <laughs> would be, one of them would be sitting on the bar, and then I'd be sitting in the living room, just and then they just like look at me because they hear the noise and then get hit with the <laughs> little like, what was that? What was that? <laughs> I used to miss people in the lunchroom I'd just be like sitting on the other side and be like and people like who the hell did that? Well it's funny because it's so delayed it's like where did that come from? Yeah these are fantastic. Weird gust of wind in the middle of the lunchroom that's strange. <laughs> I need an air zooka for here. We yeah. we used to have one at the show. Oh, there, well we I had one. We donated it or something. I'm just gonna buy it. I'm not sure what happened to it. It's it just broken. It'd be hilarious in an EDH match. What's going no, on over there? No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Your guy's cradle goes flying. Cyclonic <laughs> Oh man. It just lands too now. <laughs> it's whatever this does. <laughs> the reverse chaos or whatever. <laughs> whatever it hits gets put back in your hand. Don't say that. I just spent just jumped through your butt's Terrible. Well, you dare Arizuka my guy's cradle. <laughs> Goal in life, Arizuka Will's cradle. I'll just Arizuka your personal life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just fart in it and send it his way. So that, that's one of the, my favorite. Like that's one of the Amazon reviews is a, a cadet, no, a private bought it going into basic, and like. His his sergeant got a hold of him was like started slinging farts at like people. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a thing you can do with that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that that is so true and so awful. And there's the fart joke of the podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if you if you had to boil it down to one essential thing, what do you think would be your favorite moment or your favorite individual thing about the about the event? Mine would probably have been. Honestly, just seeing the exploding kittens booth. It was just so funny. And, like, 
what I just I just like how it was like I don't know just concentrated happiness. Everyone just had a blast oh, yeah. being around it, and even the ones that weren't participating were cracking up. It was just it was just really really wholesome and fun. So that was it for me. Uh, if I had to put it around one thing, mine's really stupid. Well, I say it's stupid, but I I'm a huge fan of a dead card game, and there's a booth there that deals in strictly <laughs> dead card games, and they had my product. They had Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy Full Metal Alchemist trading card game. And have booster boxes of it. Don't get ahead of yourself with fucking things. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> but I I can't get that literally anywhere else, and it just I got to buy some boxes. And I opened them leisurely on the way home. I don't know what the name of that like if they were the same. But it was Chimera Publishing on one side. I'm not sure if that was the entire booth or if they were if it was a side. I'll one. look them up. I want yeah. I want to track it down because like a reliable source of sealed product for dead card games. That's a good thing. Like that's it, it's weirdly yeah beneficial. Yeah, that's like a customer well, coming game, up to us. Yeah, because the games weren't necessarily bad. Like it was yeah. just that for whatever reason the support crashed. Yeah, eventually, it's like it's like Firefly. They just had bad timing or the yeah something happened to up. prevent them from being able to continue. And having, but they were like, still great games. Having a source for like customers are like they're also hey, bad games. you got Vanguard. They're also bad games. Yeah, Vanguard or Warlord or Full Metal Alchemist like or Scooby Doo. Yeah. Or like yeah, which awesome. were way more valuable. Yeah, like, five ninety nine yeah. a pack. It's like whoa. Yeah, we were like, uh, all right. keep an eye yeah, out for those. We, used to be like, we don't, but if you want us to get our hands on some, or here's just a link to their website. Yeah, cool. Like that's such a nice resource to have. So what was your uh, meeting people? I just got to meet a lot of new people that I'll probably never see again in my uh, in my lifetime. If You'd I do, surprised. it'll probably be a Gen Con. And then I ran into people that I know. <laughs> Who'd you run into? Like. Two people that I just know through like Facebook and Discord and stuff. Well, that's kind of cool. That I just chat with. Like, I went in there not expecting to see a single familiar face at all. And I, yeah. And then we see them, hey, hey. And we walked away. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, ran into a cat from uh, from our modern events. Yeah, we ran. And then, uh, yeah, Bert ran into Mike uh, Mahas and, like, his, uh, yeah, apparently him and his uh, buddies do the thing, like, once a year with his kids. Oh. It was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't run into yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ran at the Star City booth actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chatted with him for a little bit. But yeah, I just got to meet people. I got to meet. I got to put faces and names with artists. I got to face names with, like uh, big companies. Uh, got to meet a bunch of cool new judges that I didn't know like existed. Got so rubbing elbows with people you hadn't met with. Yeah, and just meeting new people, like uh, standing in lines, chatting with new folks. Like whenever went off and did my own thing, and like I would just hit up the people behind the booth and just chat about whatever for a bit. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a conversation. <laughs> Pretty much better than you can yeah, find it there. Yeah, it was a blast. Like, and it was cool. I just got to interact with new people that I may or may not never see in my lifetime, or I'll get to see once a year at Gen Con. In which case, that's an awesome friendship. I'll see you next year. Yeah, that's a cool. That's an awesome line to drop. It's true. And it was cool. Like, then we got to meet all the big wigs and all the new names that we just. Run by the Crystal Commerce booth and not and do do my absolute best not to yell out. Oh, what's court functionality being going to be a thing? I, as glad, they try to sign up new people. I'm <laughs> glad I'm just now finding out there's a Crystal Commerce booth. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to get to interact with a direct employee of Crystal Commerce, and I don't know how that interaction is going to go. That's yeah. Like it depends I on the day. I to walk by them a couple of times and keep my mouth shut. Like, I was very very happy with it myself. It can either immediately go like. Oh, hey, spit on you, bite my thumb at you. Or you'd be like, hey, we need to talk. <laughs> who hurt you? Yeah, like, who hurt you? Let's have a conversation. <laughs> or I could be like, oh, cool, let's burn down the booth. That's probably not going to happen, but I'm going to think about it. I'm, I'm going to imagine it, yeah. I'm going to think about it hard. Was it the David Letterman thing? Uh, it was like, we heard you know, when, when he's talking about the Jay Leno getting the Tonight Show. And he's like, uh, we heard that you were going to firebomb NBC. And his response was, well, I don't like standing in lines, but I'd do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'd be standing in a long line for Chris Clemmers. Mm-hmm. Very long. I, I don't even deal with them, and I would be. But I'm really glad I'm just not finding out right. Frustrating. Oh, I never stopped by the Star City booth. I walked by it. Like, I mean, yeah, I walked by it. I, I spent more time at Trolling Toad. You always talk about like a secret, like, oh, can't stand any of you. But you do so shows like shows like this are a really good example of how limited Star City is. Yeah. Like Star, like everyone's like, and you get, you look you look at their booth and it's like world's largest Magic the Gathering store, and Which, you're like, wow, they're the world's largest Magic the Gathering store. But they don't have anything else. Like they don't do Pokemon, they don't do Yu-Gi-Oh, they don't do anything. And when it comes to like weird things like misprints and like that kind of stuff, or like anything that's on the fringes, they don't really deal with it. So like. Yeah, they have a yeah, really fantastic selection of that one game. True. But then you go to the Toronto booth, you go into you know to almost literally any other Hot booth, sauce. like any of them. Yeah. And they are all over the place. Like you get to see really cool old Pokemon stuff, great you know, Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, a lot of uh, I think it was I'm not sure if it was, no miniature market definitely, but like uh, gaming ETC, yeah, uh, they had a really they had David Adams. Happens. I think Star City is just too spread. Yeah, out. like all these cats, they, they do D and D minis and stuff like that. Like they have so much more variety to their stuff. It's so great. Star City is just spread so thin. Like they just because mm-hmm. they run like, because mm, uh, I know Channel Fireball is a good dirt. So Channel Fireball does Magic Fest now. Is yeah. that more or less? What yeah, they're, they're the ones they, that are they're they're, yeah. they're co-running. So Magic the Fest. only like tournaments that are worth ever mentioning are. Magic Fest, which are run by Channel Fireball and through proxy by Wizards of the Coast directly, and Star City events. Yeah. And most of the time, Star City events are the ones that people watch and like actually pay attention yeah. to. Because they have regular coverage. Minus like Mythic Channel, Championships. Channel's getting better. You but, mythic, yeah. Minus like Mythic Championships. Because yeah. like, yeah. what? That's, They're huge. Yeah, yeah. They are the tournament. Like, you win there, you're more or less a professional Magic player. Hey, look, you've got a clue. So, what, did, uh, what was your favorite thing about, uh, about the show? Oh, crap. What if I've got a tie? Oh, okay. Go ahead and take this with both of them. Two, yeah. Okay, all right. The uh, Trogdor board game uh, booth. Which one? Trogdor. Oh, the Trogdor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Just like, because I was not expecting to see them there, and like, I love, I love Homestar Runner so much that it was just like, what, what, what? They're here? What is this? And that was very exciting. But overall, like, my, like, because that was like a fun moment, but most of my attention the entire time was on the art. You really just, you know. I mean, there were some fantastic artists. Yeah, there. that's just that's always my jam at every show that I go to. So that was my jam here. At yeah. DragonCon, we need to we really need to hit the art show sooner than Monday. Yeah, right. <laughs> this year is gonna be like we're gonna do this on like a Friday or something. Did, yeah. Did you have a favorite artist this year? What's the guy's name again that we bought all the art prints from? Oh, back to Omar Ran. Omar Ran. Yeah, we bought a lot of prints from him because his, his work is just amazing. The one with the octopus and the... Oh, uh, the, the eating out of the basket. Yeah, yeah, the octopus that's so in the trees cute. and it's like reaching into a picnic it. basket. It's so great. What was yeah. it called? Uh, it was like something like tuna and watercress sandwiches yes. or something like that. Yes, Or that, that cucumber and watercress sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Well, yeah. Good. I'm glad. Like that show was just awesome. The art was insane. Like, it was the art, so like, everything that show was. Just... It was because, like, yeah, I'm used to like little reading shows. Was like, oh, this is cool art. This is cool art. It was like, oh, these are people who are artists. Yeah, they, these are Period. these are where you reach. Yeah. yeah. There's like, oh, cool. They won. Good job. <laughs> you did the thing and you got it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be here. Like, you could not be here and still be making a yeah. good amount of money. But I appreciate you coming. Yeah, I appreciate you being here as well. <laughs> appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no, it's nice. And so yeah, I think that I think that 
pretty much gets it. Yeah, we appreciate you taking. Yeah, speaking of taking the time, that you watch, listen to us ramble about where I, we ate one night. I, I was about to say, I promise <laughs> to you that the next podcast we'll figure out where we ate that Friday night. That is my goal after this. <laughs> I don't. We got some detective work like, to we're do. We're like Batman on this thing and try to figure it out. I still pull blank. I mean, me that's, too. That's I tried to go to so, my Facebook. I'm like, I had two pictures. Or something. <laughs> Um, so yeah, to, to recap, if you uh, have never been to Gen Con before, you find you have the time to be able to do so. It's not that expensive to go. Uh, we booked our hotel for that the like three days before, a week before maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you may have to drive. You, if you want to get a hotel, you got to do that early. But as long as you don't mind traveling, which we didn't have any problem with it, you can get a hotel fairly late. It's not that expensive to get a ticket, and it's absolutely worth it. If you are a regular uh, goer on, to Gen Con, then you already know all of this stuff. So. Yeah, you can support us. Like back us up, tell us yeah. other people how good it is. Exactly. Um, so yeah, with that, I think that's that's it. That's our podcast for the day. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank and we'll you. We'll see y'all next week. Later, dudes. Have a great week, y'all.